powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, Winnipeg Jets fans. Welcome back to the show. My name is Brady. Welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. I will be your host today. On a 4-1 win by the Winnipeg Jets in the back-to-back against the New York Hockey Rangers. What a game. Um, All I have to say is Connor Hellebuck. Wow! What a game. Oh my goodness. 51 shots against. 50 saves. The absolute backbone of the Winnipeg Jets franchise. Uh, This team would be nothing without him. Uh, We're going to break that down. We're going to talk about the new lines. Obviously, some things were shaken up here. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about the Rangers, probably, I'm sure. But this will mostly be uh, Jets-focused. Before we get into all that, want to bet? Get in on the interaction. We're going to restart that. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back in the diamond. And March Madness is on deck. Bet pregame, live, and player on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn or in Ontario, download the app right now using uh, using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Alrighty, guys. Let's uh, let's dive in. Um, A game the Jets played where I honestly thought uh, they started off pretty good. Um, I thought the start was not too bad. Uh, I think before we jump into everything, uh, I I wanted to give a a good segment on Connor Hellebuck, but I feel like let's at least give the context coming into this game. Obviously, uh, the Jets having played last night in uh, New Jersey, they uh, give up three goals in the third period and unfortunately lose that one 4-2. You know, not a lot of time to dwell on, uh, on what went wrong yesterday. Um, you know, if you watch the show, uh, I think the biggest things that were an issue last night, um, (coughs) oh, excuse me. Um, I'm sure if you watched the show last night, you all, you already know exactly what went wrong yesterday. Um, but the biggest thing tonight was I was hoping to see a bit more, uh, a bit more action from the top players, uh, notably Pierre-Luc Dubois was, uh, one of the players who I was looking to see, hopefully he'd have a bounce back game. And early on, uh, you kind of all saw the you know pregame um, interview he had with Sean Reynolds, where Sean Reynolds basically asked him you know what he thinks of his game recently, and he was you know first one to criticize and say I, you know I haven't been doing that great recently, but I know what I can do and get out there. And one of the biggest things that I think the Jets need is for him to be the best player that he can be, uh, or else you know we're 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 already going in circles here, and it's not even worth uh, our time talking about the trade deadline and this and that. Uh, if Pierre Luc Dubois can't be one of the best players on the ice, then that is going to be frustrating. So I was very glad to see that early on he played well. Um, we had a bit of a shakeup to the lines. Uh, we still had uh, Mark Shifley playing with Mason Appleton, but now the big change: uh, Connor Help or Kyle Connor. Excuse me, I'm I'm all twisted around here tonight, guys. Sorry. Um, Al Connor moved away from Pierre-Luc Dubois. As I said yesterday, uh, those two guys haven't been playing well together recently. Um, so it was a good good thing to see uh, Rick Bonus decided to switch it up, move him up there, obviously, with the absence of Cole Perfetti, uh, who got injured, unfortunately, in last night's tilt, uh, is not won't be there to be the duo to, uh, to Mark Shifley. So moving Connor back up there uh, makes a lot of sense, especially considering that 
Connor Dubois haven't been cre- creating a lot recently. Uh, on the second line, obviously, you've got uh, Nick Ehlers is back in the lineup. Thank God. he. We had a scary little thing happen near the end of the game yesterday where uh, he went down and uh, you know went for the tunnel, didn't return to the game. Uh, luckily, he was back tonight. He was playing with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler. Uh, Morgan Barron is on the third line with uh, Adam Lowry and uh, Sam Gagne, who draws in for uh, Cole Perfetti, and then uh, Saku Manalainen. Thank you, Rick Bonus, has been demoted back down to the fourth line, uh, playing with Stenland and uh, and Kuhlman. It is what it is. We'll talk about the bottom six. I think they were the biggest issue tonight, um, but uh, we'll, we'll dive into all of that, of course. But before we do all that, Connor Hellebuck. This man has been the backbone of this franchise, dating back to... 2018, 29, definitely 2019, uh, when all the defensemen had to leave, unfortunately, or not had to leave, but all the defensemen started to slowly leave this team. Uh, Connor Hellebuck was kind of left to dry in the back end uh, of uh, the Jets' zone. And, man, time and time again, this guy gives his all. Uh, it was great to see a little a bit of a showcase on his, um, his book that he put out. Um, and one of the things that I, <laughs> that I, uh, you know, gleamed from that little interview that he did was that he really pointed out the fact that, you know, not everyone has their best nights, uh, and all you gotta do is to, you know, pick up the slack where it's, uh, left by others, and boy, oh boy, did he do that tonight. 51 saves, or not 51 saves, 51 shots against, 50 saves, an incredible win for Connor Hellebuck. Uh, he should get both jackets, both leather jackets that they give out after the game. He should get both of them, uh, because I think that he... You know, it, it's not even it's not even worth having the conversation or there's no debate around it. Um, he is by far the Jets MVP every year. He's the most important player, um, you know, as much as we love to, you know, give Josh Morrissey all these, uh, you know, kudos, say he's the MVP. It's not like like that argument is over, unfortunately, um, as much as as Josh Morrissey has been absolutely fantastic this year. Uh, Connor Hellebuck without him. Like, imagine if Dave Reddick was in the crease tonight. I love Big Save Dave. He's been really good for the Jets this year, but there is absolutely no way that the Jets would have walked out of this game a win. Um, and even just past the saves part, like, I think that that Connor, Connor Hellebuck provides so much calmness and such, uh, such a sense of everything is going to be okay. You know, not, not everything is, is completely in shambles. Um, we're going to be totally fine. So... Hopefully, um, sorry. Uh, so yeah, so just like he has been phenomenal and made it so that the Jets, despite, um, you know, a very tough game, uh, felt very calm. They, you know, they were getting their, their shit absolutely, uh, geez, they were getting absolutely killed by the Rangers tonight. They are a good team. That is for sure. Um, sorry, I'm going to slow it down here, guys. I'm, I'm just, I'm going in circles. I'm getting a little, a little flustered. Um, but it was a really good game by Connor Hellebuck. Fantastic. We can move on from that now. But like I said, uh, with some new lineups, it was really interesting to see, you know, what would happen. Um, I already kind of mentioned the Pierre-Luc Dubois and Cal Connor thing regarding how they kind of haven't been playing well, t- uh, together. Um, so it, it was very good to see that, um, they got split up and, Early on, like Pierre-Luc Dubois was an absolute beast. Um, uh, There's a lot of goals here that he created himself. Um, the I think it was the third goal uh, was all completely created from the Jets' own end under the under their goal line. 
Uh, he picks the puck up ha- and just brings it out, you know, gets around a couple guys, shakes off a couple uh, hits, uh, brings it into the zone, and that's how it creates uh, where Mason Appleton's able to get the puck off of a broken play by the Rangers, passes it over to Cal Connor, and that was just a, a beautiful shot by him. Uh, Kyle Connor and Mark Shedley had a fantastic evening tonight. Um, although I will, I might get into uh, some frustrations I had with Shifley just regarding his effort in the defensive zone. But um, regardless, a win's a win, right? Um, so as we go through, you know, first period was pretty good uh, until we get a power play. And now we see a new look power play. Again, yesterday we had the new look power plays where uh, Rick Bonus was hoping to get one minute uh, for both units. Uh, in my opinion, him switching back to kind of the, you know, loading it all on the top unit most likely has to do with Cole Perfetti being out. Um, I think that he was one of the big reasons that he wanted to uh, some bring some guys down to the second unit so that he can put, put Cole Perfetti up with, you know, Mark Shifley with Blake Wheeler. Uh, and it was Nate Schmidt and Morrissey, I believe. Um, but now we get the traditional look of, you know, uh, Nick Ehlers with uh, Josh Morrissey, with Mark Shifley, with Pierre Dubois, with Kyle Connor. And what happens early on? A beautiful, beautiful play. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois wins a face-off, or, or at least it gets kind of tied up. Mark Shifley is good at getting in there, make sure he gets the puck, passes it back to Josh Morrissey. He hands it off to Nikolai Ehlers, kind of fakes a shot, passes it back to Morrissey, who rips an absolute blast. Uh, it ends up going in off of Pierre-Luc Dubois, so it is Pierre-Luc Dubois' goal. But everybody, say it with me, Josh Morrissey is now the uh the franchise leader in points by a defenseman uh in only 57 games 57 points in 57 games uh the previous holder of that title was Dustin Bufflin uh he did so in 76 games having 56 points um again just a phenomenal season by Morrissey uh I you know I I don't I I don't feel like I need to really recap it or anything like that but um, just an incredible bounce back he's had, especially under Rick Bonus. Um, it's been fantastic to see him playing uh, with a little more pep in his step, playing a less shutdown role, and actually, you know, moving with the puck, playing a bit more like a rover. Um, but I digress. Either way, uh, it was a you know fantastic to see from Morrissey. Really happy for him, uh, and he's been phenomenal all year. But again. Power, uh, the uh, the first period keeps on going, and we end up finishing the first period with 20 shots for the New York Hockey Rangers over the uh, Winnipeg Jets, who had only nine. Uh, and this is where things start to get a little dicey. But like I said, Connor Hellebuck, the entire time, all game, is just sitting back there. He's having fun. He's super calm. It seems like he's not even trying. Like, it, it doesn't make sense uh, how good this guy is. Um, but yeah, the Jets kept, kept going. Uh, they ended up scoring again in the, in the, uh, excuse me, scoring again in the first period. Uh, this is when I believe, uh, uh, Mark Shifley finishes off kind of a shorthanded chance that they had. Uh, you know, I've ragged on Neil Pionk a lot, uh, on this show. Uh, I will give him credit though. Last game against the, the Devils, I didn't, I don't think I got to really give him, uh, a shout just because we were talking about that entire game and it didn't really fit in. Uh, but he played a good game yesterday and he followed up with another one tonight, I would say. Um, again, this goal starts off of him. He notices a, a, a puck in open space. He kind of pounces on it, even though the Jets are on the PK. Uh, makes a nice little pass out to Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor kind of you know comes in, fakes the shot, has a little bit of patience, wait, waits for the lane to open up. 
rips a shot on, and, uh, you know, Mark Shifley just taps it home. Uh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, good for them. Uh, that line tonight was buzzing. Um, again, we'll talk about the defensive, you know, issues in a moment here, but uh, I'm really starting to like, I, I, I actually am starting to like Mason Appleton in that top six. Um, you know, you can only play with the guys that you got. Uh, of course, I would much rather have uh, a different player who's able to come up into the top six and play, but uh, Mason Appleton is just kind of fitting that perfect, you know, third complimentary guy on that top line. And uh, I think he did a lot. Like even even last game, he was uh, he was fantastic. The two goals that the Jets did score, one of them was uh, he didn't really get an assist on it or anything like that, but he had the uh, the screen in front on Pionk's goal last night. And uh, and tonight he, again, same thing. He's just in the corners fighting battles. Um, and I think it's really good for the Jets to be able to um, find a guy who's kind of complimentary, who doesn't who doesn't isn't obviously a top six player um, who can play up there make it so that you can push some guys down in the lineup. Um, and then, you know, in a game like tonight where Cole Perfetti is out, um, who can jump up in the lineup and, uh, and fill in while the time is needed. Um, but yeah, like, you know, if, if this were a, a fully healthy team, if Cole Perfetti were in the lineup here, I think I would probably still roll with that, uh, Kyle Connor, um, Mark Shifley and Mason Appleton line. And I would probably try something along the lines of Pierre-Luc Dubois, uh, Cole Perfetti and Nick Ehlers, which then kind of gives you the opportunity to, you know, push uh, Blake Wheeler down in the lineup who, you know, has had a couple, you know, not great games. I think defensively, he's been pretty tough recently. Uh, there was one goal yesterday where he kind of got caught in no man's land. And, uh, and just in general, he's always kind of, uh, he just seems like he's a little bit behind sometimes stepwise. Um, so it is good to see uh, that, you know, even though tonight uh, he was playing in the top six and he has been playing in the top six a lot, uh, it was good to see last night that uh, Rick Bonus is willing to try him in the bottom six because I think the um, you know the optimal lineup for the Jets uh, is going to be one where Blake Wheeler is not in the top six and like that's just the reality. Unfortunately, is he's not the player that he used to be. Um, but yeah, great. I would say this first period was good in the sense of the Jets were able to. Create a decent amount of chances. I mean, they only got nine shots, but I thought that the quality was pretty good. Um, but again, the issue, you can't be allowing 20 shots. Like, you just can't. Like, that's just not going to be okay, especially uh, considering, you know, this is a bit of a a test game, you know. Uh, the game against the Devils, uh, the Rangers tonight, both two really good teams, both two teams that are going to be fighting in the playoffs. Uh, if the Jets get lucky enough and, and play hard enough to ever, you know, get to the Stanley Cup final, this is a team, the Rangers are definitely one of the teams that are certainly one of the favorites, I would say, uh, in the East. Um, they've got a fantastic team, and with the addition of Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, they're only getting better, and they're only developing more chemistry by the day, and, and that offensive skill was on display tonight. Um, the Jets couldn't really handle uh, the opposing team, unfortunately. Uh, the biggest thing that I found, um, you know, if you look at the expected gold metrics, uh, the Connor Shifley Appleton line really was the only line with a positive uh, expected goal share. I thought that they did well, but at the same time, there were some defensive lapses that uh, that Shifley had that weren't great. Obviously, there was the one on the goal that they scored in the second period where, oh, it's all started off by a very rough, uh, you know, kind of blind man stick poke check 
Shifley tries to poke uh, Adam Fox with the puck. Doesn't try to get any, any body. Uh, and it wasn't that, like, he wasn't in the position to try and get somebody. Um, you know, if, if Shifley really wanted to, he could have absolutely stood Adam Fox up there or at least, you know, gotten his way. But uh, he goes for the poke check. Doesn't really work. Leads to a bit of a defensive breakdown where uh, at some point, Mark Shifley gets the puck kind of beside the net. It gets poked off him by Vinny Trocek. Goes to the other side of the net. Uh, and Logan Stanley is in front. Uh, and Josh Morrissey is behind Boris. Yeah. Excuse me. Josh Morrissey is behind the net. Uh, they both try to go to the, the puck carrier along with Mark Shifley. Uh, so three guys on one. Uh, I think that means that someone is open in front. And Vinny Trocek puts it home. Uh, the one goal that got past Connor Hellebuck tonight, and that's one where you look at Helly and you go, "What? What can you do, man? Like, don't, don't, don't worry about it." And I don't think he did because uh, it didn't seem to uh, affect him at all. It was a uh, again, like I said, just a, an incredible game by Connor Hellebuck. I can't not say that uh, over and over and over again. Um. So yeah. So it, all in all, this was a game that the Jets really needed to win. Uh, as we are sitting here now, the standings for the jet or for the jets in the West, uh, this win was very much needed because Colorado is right behind them in the standings. Sorry. I'm just trying to bring it up here. I thought I had the standings up here. Give me a moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the, uh, the Colorado avalanche are now two games behind the Winnipeg jets. Uh, and they also sit, uh, four points behind them, I believe. That is correct. The Jets now have fe- uh, 57 games played and 71 points in those 57 games. They're one point behind uh, the Dallas Stars. And like I said, Colorado is right in the rearview mirror. The objects may appear closer than they are, or objects may appear closer. I don't know how the saying goes. I'm sorry. But they are closer than you think. Uh, like I said, they're they're four points back. If they win every single one, you know, the two games that they are behind, they're tied with the Jets. Uh, and then it goes into the, you know, the the to figure out who uh, is above. But regardless, the Jets need to push. Right now is the time where they cannot be dropping games. And this is, again, why it was so frustrating losing to the, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Like, that's a game you have to win. Uh, and then, you know, going to the yesterday's game against the Devils, uh, you have to win that game because you lost the Columbus game. You know, the Columbus game should be free points. You got to You got to do. You got to You got to You got to win here. Uh, the West has been completely wide open. Dallas hasn't been playing great as of recent. Uh, the Avalanche, like I said, are getting better and better. Uh, Gabe Landis Cog is coming back from injury sh- injury uh, shortly. Um, so right now, you know, as we look at it, the Colorado Avalanche could potentially be, you know, could be fighting for the top of the division as well as the stars are. Uh, regardless, the Jets really, really want to be uh, top of the central. Um, you don't want to be second place playing the Avalanche or third place playing the Avalanche, uh, the reigning Stanley Cup champions. I don't think I have to explain that to you. Uh, they are a fantastic team, and they are much better than their record has shown all year. They've dealt with a ton of injuries. You know, every team does, but uh, come playoff time, it's just about one series, and uh, they have a lot of really good players. Uh, so the Jets really need to push right now, and this kind of leads again, you know, as we talk about the you know the trade deadline stuff that looms. Um, you know, I was ready to come on to this today. I was expecting a loss from the Jets. I'll just be honest with you. Second half of a back-to-back, uh, playing against the Rangers, who are very, very good. Um, 
I was expecting a loss tonight. And I think that probably would have happened had it not been for Connor Hellebuck. Once again, we need a little Connor Hellebuck counter in the corner. Um, but yeah, the the I like I said, I was expecting to come into this here saying that the Jets need to do something because there's points on the board right now that aren't being taken by the Stars. You've got guys behind you who the Avalanche who are pushing and pushing and pushing uh, for your spot. Like the Jets could very easily fall back to a wild card spot. Had they not won tonight, again, the, the Avalanche could easily pass them. And then the Wild are the Wild are sitting there with 65 points. Like it's not out of the question that the Wild could be pushing you out of the playoffs as well, too, even though they're selling right now. Uh, or at least buying, uh, you know, selling cap space, uh, you know, brokering deals for other teams. Uh, obviously, the Ryan O'Reilly deal. But um, regardless, the the Jets need to make hay while the sun is up right now. Um, and that kind of leads to trade deadline talk again. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and say the same stuff. Um, but there was some new stuff that came out today regarding Elliot Friedman talking about um, the Winnipeg Jets and Timo Meyer. Uh, it could definitely, definitely happen. It's definitely a possibility. Uh, I'm just pulling up the quote here. He says, uh, Freeman on 32 thoughts, uh, wonders about Winnipeg and Timo Meyer, uh, but they didn't like their last foray into rentals with Kevin Hayes. Wheeler has one more year. Dubois situation leaning towards Montreal. Shifley has one more year before UFA. Jets could trade for Meyer and rebuild around him. Uh, good by me. I would love to... I would love, 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 love to get Timo Meyer here. Um, and then, of course, the question is posed at the end. Uh, does Meyer want to stay in Winnipeg long term? Um, because, you know, with the way that the Jets like to work at the deadline, like to make trades, um, they usually like to do it with a little bit of, a, uh, you know, insurance. Um, and they need to kind of have that assurance that they are able to extend that player. And I think that that was one of the reasons that that kept them out of the uh, Mark Stone conversation, uh, you know, a couple years ago when Ottawa was trading him and Vegas stepped up to the plate. Uh, in my opinion, this is kind of the second version of that where you have a really f fantastic uh, two-way winger, a uh, guy who can score. You got to pay for it. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. March 3rd is approaching fast. Um, so it will be a very, very interesting uh, time of year very soon. Uh, we should see some more trades happening soon enough. They usually happen before the actual deadline on March 3rd, but uh, but we'll see. And uh, on that note, make sure you guys tune into SDPN. There's going to be a lot of coverage uh, regarding trade deadline. Uh, I know that the SDP, I believe the SDP guys are probably going to be doing something for that. Uh, I'm not sure if they're doing like a stream or anything like that. I'm, I'm not I'm not leaking anything. I don't know what's going on. Um, but like I said, stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following us at SDPN Sports. Um, but regardless, it is what it is. Uh, I'm going to take a sip here, take a look at chat, and then we're going to hop into the topic of usage. Uh, Noah Laforte, uh, again, always one of our MVPs here, always giving us the uh, the quotes. Hellebuck with the post game with Sean Reynolds and says, that was a routine night. <laughs> Oh man, you gotta love Connor Halbach. He's so good. He's so he's so fantastic. And then this leads me into my next topic. His other uh, quote here: Coach Bones post game says that Sandberg has been playing good, but they didn't want Stanley sitting for too long. Thought the back to back was the best time to get Stanley in the lineup. Okay, 
here's the thing. Dylan Sandberg has been one of the better defensive forward forwards, geez, defensemen on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, they, it, it was, it is very odd to see that he's still kind of fighting with Logan Stanley for that spot on the, uh, you know, on, in the kind of sixth spot. Um, you, you've seen teams like the wild, for example, who have taken their, uh, their, their good defense or not their good defense, but their, their highest paying defenseman, notably Matt Dumba, uh, and have sat him down when he hasn't been playing well. And like I said, prior, uh, I'm not going to rag on Pionk tonight. Cause I think he's had a, he's actually had a couple good string of games. Um, but he was a guy who at least earlier on, we were kind of clamoring for, uh, to be sat down a little bit. Again, seems like he's kind of nursing an injury. Um, so I digress. Uh, you can argue about the, you know, do you think that, you know, you can't have a guy sitting for too long? Uh, who knows? Maybe this could also be like a bit of a showcase, um, whether that's to, you know, Winnipeg Jets management saying, you know, Logan, you got to show us a reason why, uh, you're here or else you're getting dealt. Uh, or if they've already decided that he's going to be an asset that they're potentially trading away, uh, you know. Why don't you go out there, play as good as you can, pump your price up, and uh, and that's always good for the Jets too. But uh, I don't think that that is the actual case. I don't think that the Jets think um, you know as you know four D chess as that, uh, and I certainly don't think that Rick Bonus is the type of coach that would be like, yeah, I'm going to play uh, this guy so that his trade value goes up. I think that this is more or less just a you know put him in the lineup kind of thing. I think Rick Bonus usually wants to win. Um, so that's why I don't really see him doing something just because, you know, Kevin Shevel day off is reaching down saying, Hey, you know, it would be good to get this guy in a game so that other teams can see what he can do. Um, I don't see that being the case. And, uh, you know, I think that the, the, like, you, you know, I don't want a guy sitting for too long excuse is real. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to be fair because that is definitely an excuse that I've used or we've used for, you know, Billy Hanola coming into the lineup after sitting for a long time, uh, and not playing, you know, perfectly or fantastically or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, you know, you look at Cal Capobianco, who play, has played, what, how many games this year? Like four? Five? I'm not even sure. Um, I could probably bring that up, but I don't think it's worth it uh, for the for the show. But the point is, uh, Cal Capobianco barely plays. And when he's called upon, he steps into the lineup and plays adequately you know as much as you'd expect from a seventh eighth defenseman so i don't think that it makes a ton of sense uh to pull dylan sandberg out of the lineup especially right now and especially while i'm saying you know you got to make hay while you can you got to you got to win while you can uh and and you know get those really important points going into the trade deadline going into the end of the season you know every game is worth two points you got to win as many as you can so uh you know Despite getting outshot tonight, uh, the Jets walk away with a win. Um, and then my other thing that I wanted to mention was the usage. Um, one of the things I kind of mentioned or kind of forgot to uh, get around to yesterday was uh, was talking about Nikolai Ehlers. Um, he's a player who has been kind of shafted uh, in regards to ice time almost his entire career now. He's been kind of stuck at this 14-minute-a-night guy. And uh, and the issue always comes around when uh, it's really in relation to special teams. The issue is he doesn't play PK and uh, very frequently uh, his coaches, for some reason, put him onto the second power play unit. 
Um, I was very glad to see tonight that uh, he got himself a power play assist on the uh, on the the Dubois goal. I guess so. I was going to call it the Morrissey goal, but um, this is a guy that needs to play more. Like he is easily one of your best, uh, if not your best, forward on this team. Uh, and finding, you know, a fit for him is very important. And I actually kind of, I, I liked him tonight with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Again, their their line wasn't great in the expected goals metrics, but again, in a game where you get shot outshot 50 to 20, or 51 to 20, uh, I'm not expecting your expected goals to be fantastic, um, but they were definitely above the, uh, the bottom six, which kind of got eaten alive. Uh, by the Rangers top six, you know, the, if you look at the, uh, the expected goals, Panarin, Trocek and Tarasenko, man, that's a good trio. Uh, they were sitting at 81.5%, uh, on the expected goals. So, uh, they, they kind of ate the, the Kuhlman, <laughs> Stanley Manalainen, as well as the, ba- ba- the Baron, Lowry and Gongye lines who had, oh, the Baron, Lowry, Gongye line had 2.1%, uh, expected goals, meaning they got basically none they they didn't create anything uh and they had uh just over an expected goal against uh and the coolman line the coolman stanley man line line wasn't much better uh same thing 14.5 percent uh didn't create almost anything and uh you know didn't have an, a, a whole expected goal against them but they were certainly not good um but yeah regardless looking at the times uh that the players played tonight you know, Mark Shifley, Kyle Connor played 17 minutes each. Mason Appleton ended up playing 20. That likely is due to the uh, the PK being used often. Um, and then, you know, Nikolai Ehlers sitting at 13 minutes and 33 seconds, which is tough. Uh, like, you know, the, he is easily it, one of, if not the best uh, forwards on the Jets. I had a little, uh, little stat here. Uh, right now, Ehlers uh, with minimum... Uh, 240 minutes at 5v5 has the highest points per 60, meaning uh, if you were to extrapolate uh, how much time he spends on the ice um, to 60 minutes, he is the highest in the NHL. Um, there is no player that is more efficient at scoring points at 5v5. Uh, he is fantastic. Sorry. is that uh, Yes, yeah, sorry. That is the, the highest points if, at 5v5. My bad. Um, regardless, he needs to play more. Uh, I, I thought that Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor played well tonight, but uh, with the defensive lapses that they had, you know, going into a game where you're trying to shut it down, I thought that, you know, having a guy who can single-handedly get the puck, bring it out, go into the opposing uh, end, and, you know, try to get some actual uh, possession time, uh, something that the Jets had barely any of, uh, especially considering to how much the Rangers had, um, you know, I think that he's a guy who absolutely needs to play more, so... You know, going into the trade deadline, I think the most important thing uh, is finding a line, whether that be through trade, whether that be through moving guys around that work for Nikolai Ehlers. I think that uh, regardless if he's playing with, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, if he's playing with Mark Shifley, I think both of those are options. Um, but you need to find a winger for him. Uh, I think that Kyle Connor can play with whoever, in my opinion, um, as long as they have somewhat of a defensive conscience. Uh, that's the main thing that the, you know, the Shifley Connor duo needs. Um, anyways, this was a kind of a very all over the place show. I do apologize for that. Um, but it was, uh, you know, again, a very, very weird game to, to break down. All you can really sit here and say is that Connor Hellbuck is a God. 
and the Jets absolutely need to do something while he is a Jet still, while he's still playing like this. Um, you know, the, the Jets are only going to have a truly elite uh, Vesna candidate goalie for, you know, two more years guaranteed, well, a year and a half guaranteed, uh, maybe longer if they dis- decide to extend him. But uh, this is the year that you got to go for it. Uh, trade for Timo Meyer. That's all I have to say. Um, but regardless, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, it was a fun show. We're going to be back on, uh, I believe it was on Wednesday. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed your your long weekend. It was it was a good one for myself. Got to enjoy my Monday. Um, but regardless, we'll be back on Wednesday. List is going to be hosting. Make sure to follow us at SDPN Sports. Follow myself at NHL Chunky. Uh, check out lists and minds. Uh, we have our own podcast called uh, Can't Eat can't teach size uh check that out we're going to be doing some trade deadline stuff soon uh you know breaking down the previous trades as well as the upcoming ones uh but it's been a lot of fun i hope you guys have yourselves a wonderful evening we'll see you back here on wednesday uh thank you all for tuning in game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook